Call you so crazy with my dude Court and Dutiful Jazz. What's up? What's up? What's up, everybody? It's your boy Cortland, half of the You So Crazy podcast. And I'm here with your motherfucking co host, Jazzo, <laughs> aka Jazz, aka that nigga. No, I'm just kidding. What up, yeah, though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What up, though? What's, what's up with it? We out here. You know, we out here reporting live from the Hot Mess Express. Uh, you know, both of us have had a long week since the last show. So y'all bear with us today. For the love of Martin, you know, we're going to do our thing. We, we're going to thug this one out for we're sure. We're going to thug out for sure. <laughs> for sure. Anything that I say today, please don't hold against me, okay? People yeah, know my cause, heart. Because, uh, yeah, it's... it's yeah, we'll just leave it at that. Um, you know what I'm saying? But turn up, though. Turn up. You know what I'm saying? We both, you know, I got me a little mini mimosa. It's not a full mimosa. It's because uh, we're recording this in the morning. What is it? It's, uh, oh, it's, 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 you know, it's, it's 1030, guys, my time. Yeah. And it is like 830. It's 8.30, my time. So instead of instead of champagne and orange juice, I got Chardonnay and orange juice. So I call it a mini mimosa. We can call it a Martin Mimosa. You know what I'm saying? A Martin Cheers. Mimosa. Cheers. And y'all, honestly, Cortland lives in Vegas. So it's honestly really possible to party at any given time when you live in Vegas. This is facts. This is actually how how Jazzo and I met, you know, technically partying in Vegas. Because, yeah, that was okay. that night was. Yeah. But uh, welcome to the show. Thank you all for tuning in. Um you know, we'll save that for an episode that it aligns with because there's a couple of Martin Party episodes. So we'll 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 uh dive deeper into or is it delve deeper? Or no, delve We'll dive questions. deeper into that at a Okay. Later. You know, I'm a college dropout, so I, I just be saying stuff. But um yeah, man. So we're on episode two. Uh episode two of Martin. It's called the Gift Rapper. Uh we covered episode one last week, which is the pilot, which is called Beauty and the Beast. You know, we kind of got an introduction to the main characters and the reoccurring stars. Martin's ego, which uh, controlled the whole episode, basically. Um, so, yeah, this is episode two. It's called The Gift Rapper. And I'm going to read the summary as usual. And uh, the summary for this episode is simple. It's just uh, Martin and Gina's difference of opinion regarding anniversary becomes a topic for his radio show. So. Let's get, let's get into it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, episode starts with a Martin monologue. He's in his radio. He's in his uh, ra- at the radio station, you know, with the dim light, which will be a reoccurring um, theme for him in his opening monologues. Um, and he's talking about his first kiss. He's talking about his first kiss. Girl was like 250 pounds or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Uh Big girl chased him down, slobbed him down. And he's joking about like every time somebody spits or, you know, he passes by a car wash. He thinks about old girl slobbing him down, like chasing him down. Like that's crazy. He was in elementary school. Can you imagine an elementary kid that's 240 pounds? But in 2023, it's more than possible. You know what I'm saying? All the stuff they put in our food. Them pandemic babies is huge. Them pandemic babies was born four feet tall. I ain't never seen nothing like it in my life. 
That's Corona kids are different. <laughs> but yeah, I wanted to. I wanted to. So Martin, speaking about his first kiss, so I want to ask you: Do you remember your first kiss? I know you're getting old. And I know it was probably a long time ago. That's crazy that you're playing me like that this early. <laughs> wow, I'm not even thirty, y'all. I turned thirty this year, um, and I look twenty-three. Don't play me. Um, you know what's funny? You're talking about the first kiss, and I literally. My first kiss is in jail now, y'all. He's serving 20. Like, that's Ew. actually nuts. That's gross. Um, I like vivid, like, I like vividly remember. Um, but it was like a childhood friend, like that I was mm-hmm. always with. Um, and honestly, bless his heart. His his sentence shouldn't be that long. But bless yeah, his yeah, heart. yeah, bless his heart. Um, shout out to that nigga. Glad I didn't follow in your footsteps. Um, Free that nigga, man. Free that nigga, man. Free that nigga for real. Hey, wait, wait, no. What did he do? Wait, Um, did he did he harm a child or no? Did not harm a child. No, yeah, it's not no sexual assault. Oh, then free, free my man. Yeah, yeah, free my man. That nigga for real, for real. Let him out right now. Yeah, he's serving. He's serving twenty in Huntsville. I know his mother really well. His his family. Um, that's crazy. Wow, I've never told that story. (laughs) Don't judge me, y'all. So you so crazy exclusive. You're so crazy exclusive. My first kiss is now a convict. <laughs> <laughs> Which is not a reflection of who I am as a person. Yo. Even though, even though I'm wearing Tupac on my shirt today. Low key, that could either be a fire ass poem, like my first kiss is a convict, or that could be a fire ass book and you can name it like kissing convicts or something. Boy. Uh, or that could be like a, a, a cash doll mixtape title or something. You know, I don't know. You know, I'm just cash doll. If you listen, I know you're from Detroit. So if you listening, you know what I'm saying? What up though? But, uh, what about your yeah, first kiss? Do you remember your, let's talk, let's talk about yours. Cause you're going in on mine. <laughs> your boy was a late bloomer. Okay. Your boy was a late bloomer, a late bloomer. Uh, I got my first kiss. I was in the ninth grade, and this is you going. You about to clown me, but (laughs) I remember. I remember the date. I remember where I was when I went to LVA. Shout out to LVA. So I went to high school. So love her, y'all. Nah, hell, hell no, nah. Oh, actually, we were Facebook friends up until a couple years ago. And uh, my ex made me de- delete her, which is, I, I'm not tripping. She's like married to some white dude in Nebraska now. So hope she's, she's no, nah, she black. Uh, but his sister got her a white we girl. always, we went to a white school. She went to a white college. She played soccer. Um, so, you know, she's been, she's been, uh, surrounded by white people all her life. She grew up in, in, in the white part of a, you know, that whole spiel, but no, she's black. Yeah. She's my first kiss at school in front of the orchestra room. Um, and it goes, so the part that I said you about the clowning is because when I was going to college, I was looking, uh, you know, you filling out scholarships, trying to get as many scholarships as you can. But it's tedious work. Like, that's a whole nother job. Like, writing all them essays and putting in all those applications and whatnot. And I remember um, the company, Chapstick. Chaps, uh, this is Blistex, but company Chapstick. I don't use Chapstick no more because they be making my lips even worse. But um, shout out to Chapstick. They put, they had a scholarship. Um, it was a $2,500 scholarship. And you had to write a poem about your first kiss. <laughs> This is why this guy tried to write a poem about my convict kiss, y'all. What the hell? 
Hell no. Did you win the scholarship? I did. Hey! I did. I did. I did. I wrote a poem about the first kiss. I said something crazy. I was saying, like, it's in my email still. It's in my email still. I'm going to post it. I'm going to post it to our story when this episode drops. It's still in my email somewhere because I know this was my senior year and my mom had made me create an email because this was, like, the turn of time when, like, colleges were converting from paper applications to did digital applications and all that stuff. She was like, you need an email to communicate with these schools. Yeah, like if I go back to the very first or second page of my Gmail, it's in there. Um, so, but yeah, I was saying stuff like, you know, I was so nervous. I could feel a tingle in my spleen. She had me turning green, like Shrek, even though it was just a little peck. Like I was... <laughs> Hey, hey. I was floating on that phone. <laughs> Someone don't sign this nigga, please. Cause what? I would not have given you twenty five dollars. I'd be like, what? Shout out, Chop- two- Shout out to Chopstick though for funding my niggas education. Shout out to no. Chopstick. I I wanted twenty five hundred dollars scholarship for writing that poem. Man, I sh- listen. I should have took my talent to South Beach or something because I was I was out here. But um, yeah, that, that happened. I was 14. I wrote that poem when I was 17. Got that scholarship for my first semester of college. So it's all good, you know. Um, Naps for the first kiss <laughs> and the scholarship money. <laughs> but yeah, so after that, you know, uh, the episode opens. You know, Gina's ready for work. She's in the kitchen and Martin... Uh, sneaks up on her while she's eating her cereal, you know, and uh, they're they're playing around, you know, like couples do. And Martin, she needs something out of the cabinet. (laughs) And Martin goes to reach for it. And he, you know, he's trying to be all goofy and sexy, reaching for it or whatever. And um, she was like, you know what you need? a footstool like basically calling them short which is absolutely hilarious i find all short jokes absolutely y'all just so y'all know Cortland doesn't like short people it's not that i don't like short people y'all just always find a way to to walk in front of me and i don't understand like them little legs not moving fast enough and like now i gotta adjust the way i'm walking so that little uh roscoe in front of me so I don't run them over. Like, I'm a big dude. I'm a tall dude. Like, I just can't just be hopping in front of me. It's like when you're driving. Courtland, you know? you're 5'8". No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> According to the internet, I am 5'8". Apparently, online, I look short. Courtland's not short, guys. He's over six foot. And what's crazy is that his co-host, a.k.a. myself, I'm only 5'2". So do you hate me, Courtland? Barely. Mm. I don't hate you. You've never cut me off. We've walked together. You didn't, you didn't get in front of me. So I will give you the exception pass. You are I got the proper etiquette. But the other ones, the other five tours. But yeah, so Martin and Gina, you know, joking around, having fun. Martin trying to be sexy or whatever. Gina telling me he need a footstool. His grandma, her grandma used to use one. And then Martin's like, my, my grandma couldn't use one. And she was like, why? She was like, she had no feet. <laughs> Like I think that was like a low, uh, a low key joke that he that was snuck in there that people didn't really pay attention to. With that, that shit was hilarious. Um, and you know, then Martin, you know, 
talks Gina into like a little pre-work quickie, you know, before Pam get there. And she was like, let me go take off my dress so and get wrinkled or whatever. The first time you ever said the L word. Lick me? <laughs> what? Be late to work for me. No. Come on, no, baby, no, no, you no, just no, said no, it. No. It's our anniversary. No. Come on, I let you sleep last night. Mm. You are so bad. Am I? Yes. Yes. Let me take off this dress so we don't get Looking it wrinkled. All good, <laughs> Which brings me to my next question. Yay or nay? Now I know I know you do a lot of work from home, but let's say, or if you've ever worked, I'm pretty sure before the pandemic you worked in office. Say if you ever worked in office and or some wherever. Like, how do you feel about quickies before work? I so I do work from home. I work two jobs. Um, I have a love hate relationship with quickies though because, and I'm telling on myself, like <laughs> it's fun. It's fun, right? Like the thrill, all of that, and it's like, oh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go into work in a good ass mood. <laughs> I am. What? Yeah. Like, man, you can like if I got some before work, especially before my second job, like. I'm not the nicest person. I'm not yeah. like I'm. I have I have a very rude, sarcastic sense of humor, and so like, and I'm very firecracky. So I'd be going off. But if I if I got some dick, man. Good morning. Good afternoon. Buenos dias. When I started this, like I'm very <laughs> I'm very proper. But my hate, but my hate with that is, is that like, I don't like to just go one round. You know what I'm saying? So it's yeah. like, nigga, you're playing with me. Right. But they're always Literally. appreciated. They're always appreciated. They are. Yeah. It's one of those something's better than nothing type of yeah. scenarios. Yeah. I can it's, dig it. Yeah. Like, especially like if the sex is good, you know what I'm saying? All the time. It's like, mm, yeah, I'm going to take what I can get. Nah, I can dig it. I and you're a man. So I feel like men it's, get, if they get sex, it's a, a win is a win, you know? Yeah, you know, just from what I've learned over the years, I feel like the uh, quickies are more so um, pleasurable for the men, I guess you could say, because like there's no real like foreplay in a quickie. There's no, you know, like I doubt any, there's any fellatio for anybody in a quickie. I mean, it's a quickie, you know, like. But what, quick, OK, but know? how long is a quickie, though? Like, I don't think it's a length. I think it's the matter of the scenario because you can have like like people that have like a quickie on the elevator like you going from the 10th floor to the to the first like you probably gonna get two or three pumps in you probably not gonna come you know versus you know gina and martin like we got 10 minutes like let me take 10 this minutes, dress you can off. do a lot with 10 minutes yeah yeah definitely definitely so i don't know i i just i just feel like the time depends on the scenario you know and I, I want to like ask that people what how what do you define as a quickie, y'all? But I think you're right though. The scenario, the scenario definitely, definitely makes a difference. For sure. But um yeah, so yeah, we we want to get y'all opinions on that. We want to ask y'all how y'all feel about you know quickies before work or just quickies in general. You know, what's the time? You know, break it, we're gonna break it down. We're gonna ask the audience, you know, we're gonna ask our viewers and listeners, man. So shout out to y'all. Hope you hope y'all getting a quickie while y'all listening to this. You know, maybe this playing in the background and you're getting a quickie. I'm okay with that. That is Me not too. weird. Hey, I'm all for everybody getting what I'm they all 
I'm listen, get what you gotta get safely and with consent. And I'm all for it. Hey, you know what I'm say it again. We live in a progressive world, so I gotta throw that out there. Hey, safely and with consent. That is y'all hear that, y'all? With consent. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Um, you know, like we were saying in the beginning of the episode, it's been a long week. We both had long nights, you know, looking crazy, feeling crazy. You know, but we turning up. We still celebrating life. You know what I'm saying? I ain't had a hair haircut in the new year, so I'm I'm feeling crusty, dusty. You know what I'm saying? My my mustache like creeping over my lip. I got to shave, all that good stuff. But it's all good. You know what I'm saying? It's all good. I'm gonna get that haircut and I'm be back to who this. You know, my mom, my mom, my own mom could call me. I'm like, hello, who's this? Man, you know niggas act up when they get a haircut. Man, they be like, like I, all, all of a sudden you gotta go to Target. I do. I don't even be in Target. I'm a Walmart guy. But that first cut, in the first five days, I'm at Target spending that extra three, four dollars. You feel me? Vibes. <laughs> Vibes with the fresh cut. Waves. <laughs> Waves on point. You know what I'm saying? People are swimming. Yeah. They, they're drowning. You feel me? So, yeah. So, next in the episode, Pam gets there before Martin and Gina can get their quickie in, you know, kind of cock blocking. You know. And, uh, Gina comes back out the room. She's like, oh, like, you know, we lost track of time. Pam got here too early, whatever, whatever, whatever. It's all good. And then in the midst of that, Tommy and Cole pop up, ready to play basketball, because Martin's supposed to go play ball with them or whatever. But Martin's just butthurt about it. And in the midst of that, Pam is asking Martin, you know, like, what is what is he getting her for anniversary? Like, don't get her none of that cheap gold plated jewelry, all that good stuff. And um, and Pam and Gina leave, and, and Tommy's kind of asking the same thing, you know. Um, it's it's kind of funny though. It's kind of funny though. Like before they leave, Cole's trying his best to like sweet talk Pam. And he calls her a ho-ho. And she's like, what did you call me? But, like, I think anybody that knows, like, sweets and stuff knows he was trying to call her, like, a cupcake. Like, because I aren't the the ding-dongs, the, the ding-a-lings, whatever they call, aren't they called ho-hos? Yeah, they're ho-hos, yeah. So all, all you youngins out there listening that probably didn't grow up with those in the house, yeah, those are called ho-hos. But he just chose the wrong name. But, I mean, it, it was funny. It was cold being cold. And that was the introduction. That was also the introduction to a, a, a reoccurring phrase that goes on with the show, where Tommy will all will look at Cole and say, "Cole, you stupid." That happens about every episode after this because Cole is in fact stupid. Dumbass. Um, <laughs> you know, and then you got Tom, Tommy, Martin, and Cole having a conversation about anniversaries. Of course, Cole is saying stupid stuff, giving terrible advice. And Tommy's like, you know, he's the friend that's like, Martin, I don't know, man. I think you need to get here that like Tommy understands women. Tommy is the romantic of the group. Um, and Martin's just like, man, she got too many anniversaries. I can't be remembering all this stuff. Yada, 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 bloody, bloody, bloody. So then Martin's like deep in thought. He was like, you know, I'm not gonna go ball with y'all. So we got Tommy and Cole leaving, and Cole trying to tie his shoes, right? And Tommy's dribbling a ball, whatever, like, Cole, hurry up so I can take you to the hole or whatever. And he loses control of the ball and it rolls into Shanene's door. And so Shanene walks out. And it's hilarious. I think it's I think it's hilarious and I think it's well scripted that Cole 
and Shanae get along because their personalities kind of align. Yeah. Like <laughs> their personalities kind of align. So Cole and Shanae get along. And then you got Tommy, you know, he's more so like Gina and Pam, like Cole, do not get her started. And Shanae gets the ball and she was like, get the ball, Tommy, get the ball, Tommy. Tommy's, yeah, Tommy's with the, yo, them butt cheeks take me out every time. Every time. time. Like, why did, why they build why her did like, Martin, why, why did Martin put like the balloons back? <laughs> Somebody, I saw a meme that said that was the original Nicki Minaj, but I'm not going to go into that. You know, I don't want the barbs to come after me hey. or whatever they be saying. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so Shanae's schooling Tommy or whatever, and Cole's over there like, man, we can make some money off of her. And so they ended up taking her to the to the to the basketball court, you know. And Shanae, she's like, she's like, who said black girls can't jump? You know what I'm saying? Which I thought was hilarious because this episode aired in 1992, and the movie White Man Can't Jump came out in 1992, so it was like a fresh reference back then you know i was 31 years ago but it was a fresh reference back then that movie was a big deal um that also coined a, a huge phrase that white men can't jump which a lot of them can't but that's neither here nor there uh, <laughs> so then you get martin uh you fast forward to martin at his show and uh he poses a question you know about do you have to celebrate do you have to celebrate and, you know, give gifts the first time you do everything? And I want to ask you, how important are anniversaries? Like, which anniversaries mean something, if they're even important, which don't, so on and so forth? So, man, I and I hate it because I feel like women sometimes are like this bitch. Um, <laughs> I know women... Like my, my sister, she celebrates everything. And mm-hmm. me personally, like, I'm not finna celebrate the first time on a day, all that. Like, but anniversary, I do think that anniversaries of like officially being together, like those are a thing, right? Like, and then and they not to be super, super crazy, like these extravagant things, but it's like acknowledge the fact that we've that we've made it to a milestone, especially now, because like now I feel like I'm not. I don't, I don't really date, but like when I do that, I date to marry. So it's like, bro, like if I'm dating you, like I eventually, you know what I'm saying? Want to get to that point. And then like once, if we get married, like then only our marriage anniversary matters. I don't give a fuck about when we had our first date, when, when was our official like boyfriend, girlfriend thing, like that all ends when we're married. But as boyfriend and girlfriend, yeah, I think the one year anniversary thing, like that's a thing. Like women want to feel acknowledged and loved you know um and i feel like it's a good time to show your man like yo i appreciate you because i know mm-hmm. i do like in my in the past like i i feel like i give good anniversary gifts yeah so and it's not just I sex see. by the way sex is not an anniversary gift y'all they get this shit every fucking day get your man something and men please please uh get your girl something other than dick just saying <laughs> I can dig it. I can dig it. Um, I'm kind of on the same level as you. Um, you know, that one year, I, I feel like especially that one year, like that first anniversary for whatever it may be is a big deal. 
and you need to, um, you know, make sure of it. Like, make sure she feels it. From the, I'm talking from male male perspective as a male that dates women. Um, like, make it a big deal. Make her feel special. Like, obviously, you have people. Oh, I don't need one day to make her feel special. Like, that's cool. That's cute. Whatever. But it's your anniversary. Like, you celebrate your birthday every year. That's a big deal. You don't need. You that's don't, the anniversary you don't, of your birth, my nigga. Right. You don't need March third to come around every year for you to celebrate life and for you to appreciate the fact that you're breathing. But you do. You know what I'm saying? Um, so yeah, you know, I don't, I don't know where I got March third from either. But you know, we July babies around here, so you know what I'm saying. But I'm a cancer of the best season. I think Corlin's a Leo, and that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she right though. I am, but um. Uh, yeah, for me, you know, it would suck. It would suck to like, and how many we've seen this on on so many TV shows. Like the guy always forgets the anniversary, or you know, the 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 woman or the wife is mad because the guy forgot the anniversary, and they got some making up to do or whatever, whatever. But in Martin's scenario, he didn't forget. He just don't know like why is this one important versus that one, or why do I gotta get you a gift for every time you know. Whatever, whatever, you know. So he's on his show talking about it. Then segment ends. Here comes Stan. Here comes Stan and Sean with the nonsense. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Sean telling him he needs to get jars. Women love jars. And Stan's telling him he needs to buy himself something that he would like. So when she breaks up with him, he won't be at a loss. He won't be out of nothing. It's just terrible advice. It's just terrible advice. Um, oh, I skipped over a part that I want to highlight. My bad, y'all. When Martin, when the dude calls in and keeps calling Martin Mason, he's like, hey, Mason. He was like, it's Martin, man. He was like, oh, my bad. So, Mason. Oh, let me tell, let me tell you, this personally plucking one of my strings. It pisses me off when I tell somebody my name. You know, the only name when I when I speak and I say, hey, how you doing? My name's Corlin. Sometimes people will like Courtney. That makes sense. I get it. Courtney is a common name. Courtland is not so common. So if you say Courtney, if I say Courtland and you heard Courtney, like I totally get it. I'm not offended. But people would be calling me Carlton and Cordell and Corey. <laughs> One of my new coworkers the other day, she looked me dead in the face and called me Cordo. I was like, "That's not even a name. You're just making <laughs> Yo. up. You're just, you're just making names up now. Like Cordo, really? What are you talking about?" Um, I had I had this old supervisor that used to call me like Courtland, like like a fourth of something Court. She was like Courtland. I'm like, my name's not spelled with a Q. It's C-O-R-T-L-A-N-D. She's like, yeah, that's what I said. Cortland? Okay. okay, All right. Just call me. Just say, hey, you. Because he just... just (laughs) I'm so sorry. So, listen. I am very bad with names, which is very unfortunate for me because people, when I... And I'm not even boosting. People always remember my name. And and I have a very common name. You know what I'm saying? Like, Jasmine is always gonna remember, but I had to. I I learned to learn people's names because I'll never forget. I was sitting in. I sat next to this guy in class. Never talked to him. Never knew his name. He was very quiet. His name was Kevin. 
I know that now. I'll never forget. My teacher, <laughs> my teacher was making me mess up papers. And I'm slick, y'all. I will, like, I will find ways to learn your name if I don't know it. This backfired on me, though, and this is why I've changed my ways. Um, I'm passing out papers, and I'm just like, oh, <laughs> how do you spell your name? And he was like, Kevin? And I was like, yeah, with the K or with the C. Like, oh, what? bro. <laughs> That's all I could think about. I was like, bruh. And I was like, man, I'm so sorry. He's like, you sit right next to me. And I'm like, I am ignorant. I apologize. <laughs> so ever since then, shout out to Kevin in my shout home at class. Love you. Shout out to so Kevin. sorry. But yeah, but I but I get that though. But I but and some of us do it. Like we were with the white girl the other day, and I could not remember her name. I kept calling her every day in the book. I was like, Stacy. Like, what happened? I'm like, Claire? <laughs> and like, my friend was like, her name is whatever. And I'm like, huh. You still don't remember. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember. I don't. I couldn't even. I have to go back and look at the text message. So. Oh, man. Yeah, man. That's funny. Um, but yeah, shout out to John Grice, man. John Grice, who plays Sean on the show. Um, we were actually lining him up to, to interview on the show, but he's. He's taking like some vow of silence. I, I got to speak to his manager. Um, shout out to his manager as well. He's taking some vow of silence. So like he has a team running his social media. Um, I guess kind of, you know, keep people updated on his life and whatnot. Um, and he's taking some some vow of silence. I didn't get a chance to look in it. Um, I just read the response email and respected it. Um, so yeah, shout out to him. You know, we we're going to interview him and ask him kind of how he got casted on Martin. You know, how did he enjoy his run on the show? Like, what new endeavors or or ventures he has coming up and whatnot. But um, yeah, good dude, good dude. At least I don't know if he's a good dude, but his people, his management team, the people that he rocks with are good people. So I'm going to assume he is too. Um, but yeah, so you know, you also have. Um, we're going to go back into my SpongeBob Martin theory since we're talking about WZUP. Uh, Stan and Sean just walked in. No, yeah, because I wrote this down. So Stan, Stan, wait, wait. I'm wait. not letting y'all listen. Cortland has this crazy theory that um, SpongeBob and Martin are it's not crazy. somewhat the same. Um, and we're gonna we're gonna let him take another dive into that. Listen, all I'm saying. So we're talking about Stan. And Sean walking in. We're at WZUP, which is really the Krusty Krab. Well, the Krusty Krab is really WZUP. Um, Sean is really SpongeBob. Martin is Squidward. And Stan is Mr. Krabs, the cheapskate. Um, but yeah, so check this out. Check this out. Stan walks in and Sean is getting some water. And Stan says to Sean, he asked Sean if he's trying to bankrupt him. Cause he's using this third cup this week. Like most people probably use like five or six cups in a day. And he's mad that Sean's using this third cup in a week. Like just a cheap, he's a cheapskate. Like he's a cheapskate. Like the creators of SpongeBob got the Krusty Krab and Mr. Krabs. Cause they were Martin fans. Shout out to Steven Hilberg. Uh, rest in peace. I believe he passed away. If he did not pass away, then hope you're doing well. Um, but yeah, uh, Stephen Hill, Stephen, it's either Stephen or Stephen Hillsburg. 
and Nickelodeon, they they definitely got the idea for Martin. I'm gonna put it to rest for this episode, but there might be more examples down the line. I can't make any promises. But yeah, Stan's giving Martin advice, Sean's giving Martin advice, Martin's not taking none of it. Stan Stan gives Martin a card for a place called Trashy Underwear. And Martin like like trashy underwear, Stan, you know, but he like says it like, man, I ain't going there, but he takes the card. And spoiler alert, he eventually goes there. But, um, you know, scene in, Martin goes over to Gina's house, empty-handed. Gina's in there all dressed up, smelling good, looking good, you know what I'm saying? Oiled down, got the candles lit for her man, you know what I'm saying? She said she even cooked him a lobster dinner and got a few presents. She all excited. It's the anniversary. You're supposed to get it popping, you know what I'm saying? No limits. You feel me? Side note, we need to talk about this creepy black Chucky doll, this cabbage patch <laughs> black Chucky doll that's in the corner of Gina's apartment. I need to know I I I need Tisha Campbell on the show. I need Martin on this show because I have to ask them whose idea, who was the props manager for Martin? Because why did they put that creepy doll in the back of Gina's apartment? Like there was never I don't ever recall there being any mention of it or anything like was it like Gina's childhood doll that she couldn't let go? Did somebody, their grandma give it to her and her grandma passed away? So it was like a keepsake. Like, I need answers on that creepy doll. But let's not focus on that. Time out. Real fast, guys. Caveat. Is that I actually also want to know who the prop manager is because, um, and we're going we're gonna to get to the episode, but there is the dog episode. <laughs> that fucking <laughs> dog, dog. And like, What's crazy is that, like, it also mm. speaks to how great Martin Lawrence is as an actor um, because he made he made it work. He made it work. And a matter of fact, I think HBO Max does this, like, 20 or 30 year reunion with the, the, the cast and mm -hmm. they speak to that. So mm -hmm. we're going we gonna to circle back. We gonna circle they back. do speak to that. Um, when, when we get to that episode, we'll put the clip from the Martin reunion show in there. Um, Because it does answer a few questions. And that scene was so big that it's a viral sensation um, on like Facebook Reels and Instagram and TikTok now. Like I, just this morning, I was watching this dude, like his friends walked in the house and he had like a, a stuffed, not a stuffed, but a teddy bear German Shepherd. And he like came around the corner and was like barking with it. And the dude was like hopping on the table. Yeah, y'all see it. Y'all see it. But yeah, you know. Martin walks in unexpectedly receiving a gift um, from Gina. I mean, but he had to know. It seems like he didn't expect it, but at the back of his mind, he had to know better. You know what I'm saying? Like, he was caught off guard, and I think there was a small hint of shame. Like, dang, I don't got nothing, you know? And um, it, it was just crazy. Like, you, you know what it's like to receive a gift from somebody you weren't expecting to receive a gift from, and you don't have nothing from them. And you kind of like, but that's different though, because I know what you're saying, right? Because like it happens to me, and I'm like, son of a bitch, now I gotta go and get you something <laughs> from someone that's like not my significant other, though, right? Mm -hmm. But like for Martin, like you should be more than ashamed of yourself, my nigga. Like, and that's where his ego kicks in yet again, and his pride, and it's like. I wish a nigga would. And then he leaves. He leaves for like an hour and a half. Like, and he tries to blame it on like Cole. 
Like mm-hmm. niggas always <laughs> deflect. They don't take accountability. Yo, so so this is the like before he leaves, he gets the gift that she gave her when she goes into the back room and he grabs one of the candles she lit, blows it out, and wraps it in the gift paper that she gave him. And she comes from the back. She's so excited. She doesn't even notice that it's the same gift wrap that she used on the gift she just gave him. And she's like, really, Martin, the candle? He was like, yeah, because my love is burning for you or whatever he said. Like, some Lick. stupid shit. Right. <laughs> like, he's th- this scene is showing he's had an ample amount of time and opportunities to just man up and apologize and explain to her that he didn't understand how big of a deal their anniversary was. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's still, like, digging himself into a deeper hole for no reason, bro. Just literally because of his ego and pride. Like, come on now. Um, him leaving. He says our gift is in the car. He leaves. He's gone for two hours. Cole's so and, crazy, uh, babe. Right. <laughs> but he, he ends up going to Trashy Underwear, where... Uh, where Stan gave him the card to go. And it's funny. It's funny because when he <laughs> he walks in and there's an old elderly white lady that's working in the store and she's like, ah, money. Ah, the and back. then she's a freak. And he was like, <laughs> she's like, he's like, no, I don't want no money. I want some panties. And she's like, ah. He's like, no, I don't want your panties. I want my own panties. And she's like, ah, oh. That was a freaky. And- Man, she was super freaky. And then remember, he was like, she was like, well, what size is he? She was like, he's like, oh, she's your size about. No, he said he's your size way back in the day. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, hey, Grandma Dorcas was freaky. Man, she was super freaky. The stuff she was talking about, the stuff she had, the edible see-through underwear. She was with shits. She really was. She was making and, someone um, very happy. Right. <laughs> so then, you know, Martin gets back to the apartment. And I think Gina, Gina, so Gina reveals that he's been gone for two hours. And Gina is so livid. She's so mad and upset. Like, it's at the point where she's not even mad or upset anymore. She's like disappointed and agitated. You know, like when you get agitated, you just, ugh, you know. Words. And he still doesn't come clean. This is when he blames Cole. Like, he puts the blame on Cole. He's like, babe, you know what? I don't know why I mess with Cole. I'm like, bro, just tell her. Just tell her. The truth shall set you free. But I also get it. Like, when Kevin Hart said, the day you signed up to be my best friend is the day I get to blame stuff on you and you need to be eye to eye with my lie to lie. But Cole wasn't there. So, like, bro, I, I get it. But, like, come on, bro. This is your. This is literally the perfect opportunity to come. You still didn't come clean. So, Gina's yelling. Martin's joking. Gina's serious and about pushing him out the window and all this other stuff. And and then he finally, like, when he sees how serious and how hurt she is, they finally get to have the talk. Like, you know, he's like, "Babe, I'm sorry. Like, I didn't know how much this meant to you. You know, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to hurt you. Even though she's been telling him all episode how much it means. Pam told him. Tommy told him, Sean even told him, he gave terrible suggestion, but he still told him. And it took all that. It took Gina wanting to push him out the window for him to realize, you know. And then we fast forward um, a few seconds and Gina sits down and she's like, really, Martin, you got me a gift from Trashy Underwear. Are you serious? And she opens the gift box and it's a footstool. 
It's a footstool, which if you remember back to the beginning of the episode, she mentions that her grandma used to have one. It meant a lot to her. So that was the the most the perfect the most perfect gift Martin could get her, especially in that situation, especially after spending the whole day messing it up and stinking it up. You know what I'm saying? And so yeah, he got her a footstool, and you know she in that moment you could see she forgave him, and she was all over him and kissing him, and it was you know it was a it was a it was a a learning experience for Martin and his ego and his stupidity. It was you know what though like it that so it, it it cracked me up because I was like bro just fuss up, but what I will say like even then I like and I don't know about I'm not speaking for all women. I want I want it to be on right now. I don't I don't ever speak for all women because I'm not all women. But like that type hurt. of shit, that type of shit, like I like thoughtful gifts. Yeah. I do. Like I am a sucker for thoughtful gifts. I, like one of my um one of my exes, like, um, this one birthday, he got me and I used to drink Patron. I've always drank tequila. I drank tequila before it was cool to do because I'm Hispanic. Um. But anyway. I used to drink Patron. Girls, I know. Whatever. <laughs> this is years, this is years ago. This is like six years ago. Um, and um that birthday, he got me like a put he got me a Patron bottle, got me a pair of Kyrie's, uh, a pair of LeBron's, um, a whole bunch of gifts, right? And what got me is <laughs> so corny, so corny. I do not shoot tequila without limes. I mean, I do, I do because I'm a real nigga, but like if I'm at home, like Ah, I'm slicing. I'm slicing some limes, and I got I got three different salts. You know what I'm saying? So know that it's a party. Um, and <laughs> so gives me all those gifts. But then when he gave me the Patron bottle, he gave me limes, and I was like, "You would, nigga, you would thought I got a fucking ring?" Because I was like, "Not the limes, like <laughs> dumb, dumb." But like. It's just like, yo, like, you know that I fuck with tequila, but you also know I like my shit chilled and dressed. So what's up? So like for Martin, that was a really great redemption. And and, yeah. and you and, and that's how you know that he that he loves Gina. You know what I'm saying? Again, yeah. his ego and his pride just constantly gets in the way. But I know for me, like thoughtful gifts mean a lot because it means that you pay attention to me. Like you pay attention mm-hmm. to the details that matter about me. Um, so I I for I forgave Martin at the end of the episode. Right, like, me too. Me, me too. He he definitely redeemed himself. He definitely redeemed himself. And like the thing about this episode, when I was rewatching it, I got so into it. I think there was a moment where I forgot it's a show, it's a script, you know. But it's because it's something that we can all relate to. I think that's another reason Martin um, was and is, you know, such a. a a cultural movement. I'm gonna go as far as calling this a cultural phenomenon. No, but you know it is what I'm saying? like it was very relatable. Like the fact that they related to it 31 years ago and we still relating to it 31 years later is nuts. And the thing, it, 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 but and there's so many moments. Like even with like his his different sets of friends tell like I feel like every guy group has like it's like I'm gonna go to the thing for some sense. I'm gonna sing mm-hmm. it just for the debauchery. Like you know what I'm saying? Like it's it's yeah. Very, very relatable. Yeah. I, I like that episode. It was, it was, it was funny definitely. No, I could dig it because, like, if I want to go to this friend with some sense, like, I'll go talk to Sean, you know. Oh, if, yeah, Sean is good. If I want, if I want somebody, you know, full of shenanigans and that's going to tell me what I want to hear, um, I'm, I'm not going to blast it, but 
What up, my boy? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? So you yeah, guys have friends like that too, though. I have, I have yeah. girlfriends like, and it's so funny because I'm I'm sometimes I'm people sense, but y'all I'm crazy. Like sometimes, and I'm a cancer, and so sometimes, and I'm and I'm a mature cancer. So like I and I'm not a big astrology person, but I do wear my emotions on my sleeve. Like I do. Yeah. Like I you will. I, and I said the last episode, you will always know where you stand with me. But I'm also cognizant that sometimes I think with emotion, and so I try to be very rational. Mm-hmm. But I'm not always rational. Okay, I'm not always rational. So my homegirl, my my best friend Ebony, my best friend Da, they hold it shout, down. Shout out okay. to Ebony. Shout, shout out to Ebony. Every, shout out to Da because they be like, "Bitch, you're tripping." But but if those two people, if those two people tell me I'm not tripping, please be prepared for me to bring World War Five to your door. <laughs> Okay. All right, y'all. Um, before my co-host catch a case uh, or some type of Rico on this worldwide web, no. we're going we, we gonna to end this episode right here. You know what I'm saying? Uh, thank y'all for listening and tuning in to You So Crazy, the podcast, the best and only Martin Rewatch um, show out there. So, yeah, y'all have a good week and we'll see y'all in a couple. Be great, y'all. Be great.